everybody. Welcome to the Virtue Signal. I'm Bill Whittle with my friend Alfonso Rachel, and you probably know the drill by now. Uh, Zoe, I have a kind of a standard operating theory about what's going on in the world, and mm. that is that all of us uh, are being tested with assaults on our sanity, assaults on our health, assaults on our freedom, and that it's just one giant kind of a grinding wheel, you know, just to wear us down to the point where it's like, oh, we finally just kind of give up. I, I really believe that's what's going on. Mm. So uh, our today's topic is uh, self-defense, because if this theory of mine is true, and it is, uh, <laughs> then really the, the targets in this war for the, the soul of America, for the, for the ideas of the country, we're not, they're not targeting battleships, they're not targeting uh, industrial centers, they're targeting each one of us and our will and our ability to fight back and all the rest of it. And I thought, since you've uh, been a self-defense instructor, that you'd be a good guy to talk to about this, because my take on this is the stronger the citizenry is, the the sooner we're going to win this fight, and we are going to win it. We'll talk about that in our next show this week. Mm. So to uh, quote my friend Steve Stipp, who, uh, who first came up with the uh, immortal phrase that I'm about to mention, I've been just really, really tired lately. You know, not just emotionally drained, just physically and <clears throat> in pretty bad shape for me anyway. I've always been really healthy and tried to keep myself in good shape. And and lately I've been feeling what my friend um, Steve uh, said to me once, God, 20, 30 years ago. I said, Steve, you need to, you know, you need to get up more, man. You need, you need, you, you're slowing down. You put on some weight, you need to get, you know, you need to exercise. And Steve said to me, I, I'm in no condition to exercise. <laughs> and <laughs> to this day, that's still one of the, just one of the best things I ever heard. But to be honest with you, though, that's how I feel. I don't know if this is true for anybody else, but I think it'd be good for us to talk a little bit about things that we can do to make ourselves into um, healthier, tougher people. Uh, because clearly, as much as some of us don't want to admit it, myself included, our mental state depends an awful lot on our physical state. And I know that when I was going to the gym and working out every day and taking care of myself, my energy levels were much higher. My mood was much higher, and and uh, I have fallen off of that wagon. Indeed, man. And you know this. Is, and as you said, I've I instructed martial arts for a long time. I still uh, enjoy the martial arts. And if it's one thing, but I strangely enough, it's one thing I cannot stand is like working out and exercise. I, I know that's kind of hard to you know to tell. I'd probably grab some people by surprise. But uh, friends, friends, don't <laughs> let friends skip leg day. <laughs> You know, and yeah, considering like all the kicks involved and all that sort of stuff, it's like, yo, these legs got to be, uh, they got to be in pretty good shape. And I actually, um, you know, and as far as being a drummer as well, you know, I, I break a lot of sweat, you know, uh, you, drumming. You got to be in great shape for that. Yeah, yeah. And you'd be surprised, man, a lot of heavy set drummers out there, man. How you going to be heavy set like that, man? When you be able to play I've to never that seen degree. a fat drummer. It, it, it happens. It's strange. I have seen one. There's a there's a video out there that says this guy's in the wrong gig and it's like, a, it's like the world's worst wedding band mm -hmm. singing, um... Oh, I forget what like ZZ Top is. or something like that. Yeah, that's right. Sing ZZ Top, sharp yeah. dressed man, and this mm. this kind of overweight drummer. Boom, boom, boom. He's really kicking butt. Yeah. But with him as a single exception to this uh, theory, right? Um, what do we do? What do we do to make ourselves uh, mentally stronger? How can we help ourselves with that? Well, I you know I have a basic because we talk about you know uh, this this fight that we're trying to win, and it's it's one thing to win the fight, and it's another thing to to maintain the victory and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And um, it's it's going to be one of those things, Bill. It's there's there has to be an acceptance of what we're going to base this, 
what, what are we motivated by? What are, what is it that we're trying to preserve? And then from there, <clears throat> when we say, okay, we're trying to preserve what, what freedom. Okay. Freedom according to what? What's yeah, what's your idea of freedom? To do what? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's, free, see, free, the, these, freedom to freedom to watch Netflix. Uh, Netflix. Yeah, I got that. I got that freedom. And defining that that takes a lot of stamina. You know, it takes a lot of patience. And you know, to do these things, so we have to establish like what our motivation is. And as we can see, I mean, we can I, like say, for instance, uh, a person can say. Well, look, man, if you study the word and already, you know, people say, ah, there you go with the Jesus stuff. They say, okay, well, if you want an answer about how we're going to do this, and Jesus was pretty fit, by the way. Jesus wasn't some, you know, weenie that people see like hanging up on a cross or something like that. The dude was actually in very good shape, you know, very good shape because the pictures of Christ that are, you know, between Moses and David and Joseph all these people who who give the picture of who Christ is, he was a very fit and able-bodied man. All right, yeah, he so kind of have to be. He kind of I mean, exactly, yeah. you know. So and, and and his disciples had the confidence in him. It's like this guy, this guy is going to put together the militia of all militias. We're behind this guy because he he fits. You know, he's he's built, he's strong. Even the word says that he was built strong. up strong. strong, strong. Is the, that's the word I'm looking for. Because if this is an attack on the entire population, mm. and it is, then then uh, what I wanted to explore today was what we can do. Uh, people say, well, what can we do? Well, we can make society stronger. Well, how, would you, how do we do that? Well, we make the citizens stronger. That's mm. really about it. You know, if, you, if, a, if a country is, a, is just nothing but the but the collection of the component parts of its individual citizens, then if you're mm. going to strengthen the country, you have to strengthen the individual. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and once again, even, and we, and if it's one thing that the Lord does recognize, it's our individuality. I mean, he's, he's, he's big on that. However, even as an individual, this blessed individualism that we had, if we want to maintain it, there has to be a sense of something that we can agree on a, a one mindedness. And like I said, when it comes down to Liberty, how do you define liberty? This thing that we want to fight for, this thing that we sacrifice for and all that sort of stuff. Because even when we sacrifice for liberty, if we're going to be motivated, if we're going to build ourselves up to preserve liberty, one has to be careful that liberty isn't something that you idolize and you're sacrificing yourself for that. Liberty has to come from somewhere. Liberty isn't something that created itself. There's an idea that's behind it. It's something that was always here. And that's the Lord himself. Now, liberty isn't just something that I say, here's liberty. I am the liberty. I am the truth that sets you free. That's me. It's not just liberty. It's not just truth. It's the truth that you know. Do you know who I am? And then from there, I have the thing that frees you eternally. My freedom to use those liberal blood buzzwords that they like so much. My liberty is sustainable. Is sustainable. All right. It's no, that's it. That's a great point. You know what I'm saying? You try to do liberty on your own terms, then all you will be doing is trying to sacrifice for an idol and it doesn't lead to good places. Look at what's happening to us because people have these ideas of liberty. They're making all sorts of sacrifices. Not only are they making sacrifices on their own, they're forcing other people to make sacrifices. Right. We're having to sacrifice, uh, having to wear masks. People are being sacrificed of their jobs. People are sacrificing the unborn. People are sacrificing this and sacrifice. And they're forcing these sacrifices on other people. This is idolatry that co- makes nations collapse. The Lord says, man, I don't play that. You guys want real liberty. You guys are doing nothing of the sort. Liberty's yeah. in me. Well, here's uh, for those people who think this whole idea might be a little, you know, nutty or weak or kind of out there. 
uh, let's just let's just break it apart. If, if people say, well, our freedoms are being, let's just take uh, election integrity, for example. Mm. Our, our, our elections, we feel our elections are being stolen. I, I feel that. Mm. What are we going to do about it? And, 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 and as I was thinking about the show, as you never know what I'm going to talk about before mm. we start rolling, and I don't know <laughs> what I'm going to talk about before I get in the elevator. Um, but as it occurred to me, I said, well, what are we going to do about election integrity? And I, I'm just sitting here listening to you talk, and I thought, well, let's do some deep knee bends. And here's how that works. Over time, people, males... You know, because the, the the strength of society, that that kind of moral strength, that kind of you know, uh, all of that mental discipline. We don't have to go through this. We've been through this on eighty shows now, but uh, that's essentially driven by testosterone. Testosterone levels are falling throughout society, catastrophically around the world. They're just collapsing. Generally speaking, for an adult, it starts up here. You know, uh, here's testosterone levels, here's age, and then as you age, it it just goes down like this. For me, it kind of went like this, and um, and so I, needless to say, I did what any modern American uh, did when I was faced with with the feeling of like loss of energy and stuff. I I wanted the easy answer. I went down to the doctor and said, what, "What? Give me the shot, you know, not not the other shot. The you know, give me give me a shot so, that, <laughs> right. so I don't have to worry about this anymore." He said, I can't, I, I can give you a shot. It won't do any good. It'll just be reabsorbed. I said, the only thing you could do really is to, uh, to raise your testosterone levels, Bill, is, um, is exercise, especially the large muscles of your legs, legs and, and, and buttocks. Those <laughs> exercising those muscles is really the only thing that will permanently get uh, testosterone levels up. And I said, well, that's disappointing. You're telling me I have to exercise in order to get what I want from exercise? Can't I just get an exercise shot? No, you can't. Now, I know that sounds flip, but really just think about it. Over the course of my lifetime, I saw a picture the other day. I just do a lot of just general browsing. And I saw a picture the other day and it was uh, it was like a seaside resort. It might have been Atlantic City or maybe it was Malibu, so something like that. And it was a crowd of people on the streets, and it was taken about 1964 on the on the boardwalk out in the sun. And all the men were in bathing suits, and all the women were in you know bikinis or other bathing suits. And and I'm talking, there were hundreds of people in this picture, and they were all they weren't just fit, they were buff. I'm not talking about just young dudes either. I mean, there was no obesity there, none, and there was none of this pudginess, you know, hmm. that that I'm starting to feel is affecting me, and and this kind of doughy kind of. You know, let's just, for the sake of the argument, because I think it's related to this, let's just say soy, right? Uh. Soy <laughs> is the, is the antithesis of testosterone. Soy boys are soft and 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 kind of weak, and and they're mentally kind of you know emotionally kind of weak, and and it's. There is a chemical reason for this, and it is it is declining testosterone. You can't have a, a, a strong, vibrant society if your men feel like marshmallows. And, and this is happening more and more and more. A, a lot of it is that we are getting very little exercise compared to what we used to get. When we were when we were kids, we rode around on our bikes all the time. You don't see that much anymore. And another part of it is. The, the, the food that we eat, the processed food, the caption for this thing. And I mean, there were hundreds of people in this thing. And I thought, you know, if you were to take anybody off of the beach right now in Santa Monica and put them in that crowd, they would be considered obese by those standards, you know. And I'm not talking about pulling obese people off the deck. I'm just saying the average guy. Mm. And so I really think that this is it. And, and if, if testosterone levels continue to drop, then men get less male. They get, they get less 
ornery, uh, less, you know, uh, resistant, uh, less willing to fight. They, they get more tolerant of, of intrusions in their liberty and intrusions in their family and intrusions in their own lives. And it just, just turns into this kind of pudding, you know? And, and I'll tell you, I feel myself heading in that direction and I don't like it. I can it dig, scares man. the it scares the bejesus out of me if you'll pardon the expression, <laughs> and and I I see what's happening to the entire society. So I took uh, several years ago now I don't know how long seven eight years ago or something. I took some one on one self defense classes and I took them for about six months from a a, a marine. I almost said a former marine, but there are no former marines. Mm. And he didn't teach me. I, I wasn't really interested in the philosophy of martial arts or anything. I just wanted to know how to get out of trouble if I if I looked like I wasn't going to be able to run. Right. My ability to run has gone downhill too. Um, and and but nevertheless, I I learned enough stuff in there for me now to look at situations completely differently than I used to. Now when I'm out there and I see something tense, there's a lunatic I met in a convenience store. I mean, a raving lunatic who was just going around and just really, really getting in people's faces. Mm. And I remember sitting there thinking, I won't tell you what it was particularly, but I remember thinking, now I have a plan. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I've got a plan. If this guy decides that he's going to get close to me and start getting violent with me, it's no longer a question of what I, what will I do? Mm. Now it's a question of, well, I know exactly what I'm going to do, and I'm getting ready to do it right now. Mm. And that attitude is an entirely different attitude. I'd, I'd never realized the value of self-defense until I'd had enough self-defense to be able to find myself in a situation that I thought was getting a little dicey and just say, oh, for once now, it's not like, what am I going to do if this guy you know, goes like, really goes out on me? Now it's like, oh, no, I know exactly what I'm going to do. And he's not going to get a chance to go off on me because when he crosses a certain line that I was taught, you know, mm-hmm. and that, and then, then he's the one who's going to be under attack. And it's a tremendous feeling. And gun owners know this feeling. But I'm trying to get to a, a more uh, society-wide sense of the, the power of physical fitness and the power of knowing how to defend yourself, not just against the physical threats, but if you are prepared to defend yourself against physical threats, it makes you much, much more uh, resilient when it comes to psychological attacks, spiritual attacks, emotional attacks, and all the rest of these attacks that we're under all the time. Awesome, man. You, you said a lot of uh, things in there that, that, that piqued my uh, interest. Like, man, where do I begin? Um, you know, stuff that uh, really, uh, you know, set off some some uh, some lights here. Um, the Lord himself talks about being in readiness a lot, right? He's like, look, man, I, I'm not trying to scare you, trying to prepare you. I need you to be ready. Uh, in terms of the Lord being able to defend himself, you know, people say like, well, the Lord just handed himself over to be slaughtered. And as I've said before, that's because the Lord was here to fight a war that only he could win. It's like, look, man, I got to meet death to beat death, okay? So you guys can't do that. That's going to be up to me. Um, in terms of like uh, him being able to, like a lot of people, you know, they, they, they remember the story of Jesus, you know, going into the and flipping over. The, they love that because they'll see Jesus was anti-capitalist and that's not at all the statement that he was making. Had nothing to do with capitalism, by the way. But in terms of being able to fight, not even the temple guards in Israel can fight. 
let make no mistake, Israel, there's some people that you don't want to mess with in terms no. of a fight. Uh, and even the temple guards didn't want to mess with Jesus when he came in and start flipping over those heavy tables and throwing people out. Um, when we want to get fit, like, you know, as we say in the, in the Christian community, if you really want to get in fit, you got to do the knee bends. You know what I'm saying? You got to get on your knees and start praying. Get up, get down and work them knees, work them, uh, them, uh, them quadriceps and them glutes and all that stuff, you know, uh, to do, to do that exercise. And you, um, you know, but when you're talking about the test, you know, getting back to the test and we're in, and manhood is definitely under a serious test. It's one of the reasons why femininity, uh, feminism is taking over so much. And Paul warned about these things and let you know, he said, Hey, effeminate males will not inherit the kingdom. Okay. You need no. to be a man. All right. You got to man up. So Paul makes this warning very uh, strict. And as far as the test goes, when we talk about test, the word test itself comes from testosterone. When we talk I about- I did not know that. I <laughs> did not know that, really. Right. Yeah, so I mean, these things, you know, you study the word of God and it's telling you where these words are coming. When we talk about the test. When you talk about a testimony, you got to man up to make a testimony. You can get killed Man, for making I am, a testimony. How did I not know that? Right? <laughs> Considering how much I know. <laughs> How did I not know that? Well, I mean, and even estrogen. Estrogen is a byproduct of testosterone. So even when women got to step up to the test, they got to tap into that testosterone in order to do this. Now, this is the Lord going back to. Now, this is I know understand that this is going to get weird from some some folks, but this is a very solemn and test of your manhood and a test of your oath. You ain't going to be an oath breaker after this one. Like when you have Abraham and says, "Hey." I need you to place your hand under my thigh. Look me in the eye, boy, and don't make it weird, all right? <laughs> we, I got a test for you, and you're going to keep this oath. And when it says to put his hand up under his thigh, it's not just put your hand under the thigh. It's like get up underneath there, under the junk. I need you to get them under the testicles, okay? We're going to make a, we're going to put, you're going to, we're going to put this oath to the test, all right? Now, from there, what you're saying is that I'm going to bless this bloodline, the lineage that is going to lead to Jesus Christ, who himself, I'm talking about the manny man of all mans who's going to show that testosterone in full and take the licks that nobody could take and get up on that cross and say, it is finished. I have passed the test. And when I come back, it's going to be written on my thigh. This was foretold way back in Abraham. Yeah, I'm going to complete the test. What was placed, the oath that was taken from the hand under the thigh? Yeah, that's me coming back with that name written on my thigh. That's me. Hmm. Closest we get to that in society today is once every seven years and somebody does it and then they say, cough. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. You're done. Come come see me in another decade. Don't make um, it weird, Doc. Don't make it weird. No, don't, no, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this, see, this is where it really does, it really does start to get really important, you know? Um this this sense that that if you've got a society made of individuals and the individuals are made up of their own biology if you can change the biology of individuals you change the the you change the the composition of the society hmm. and we always want to look at things top down this is always our problem it's like well this political leader or this movement or george soros or so it's actually much more subtle than that which means more difficult than that a lot of this is coming from the bottom up and we don't even know it hmm. and and we're willing to accept it and and the biggest the the, the reason that so much of this is happening not just a decline in physical fitness and decline in testosterone, all of that stuff, is because it's easier. It's easier for me to go and get a shot to give me my energy back than it is to do the 
exercises that, that I would do in order to need to do that. It's easier to to send your kids to public school, as Scott pointed out in one of our right angles this week. Mm -hmm. You know, people are complaining about what's going on in schools, and Scott voiced the opinion, which is generally not popular, especially when when it comes to being the truth. You send your kids to these schools, and you what do you expect? You yeah. know, you're sending your your kid to the state to be educated by the state, and then the kid comes back with these uh, with these state. Uh, sponsored ideologies, and you're shocked and amazed by this. Mm. And all of this comes down to, I don't even want to call it laziness because laziness implies a certain kind of awareness of, of it, you know? Laziness to me means I should be doing something, but I'm not going to. I'm going to watch WKRP and Cincinnati Marathon. <laughs> and so this is a little more subtle than that. This is sort of an unawareness, and it's a it maybe kind of a willful blindness to the fact that ultimately... All of this stuff comes down, it comes down to us, you know. It's our individual responsibility. It's our individual responsibility to make sure that elections have integrity. It's our individual responsibility for all of these things. It's our individual responsibility to make sure that our kids are not stolen from us ideologically and physically by the state. And that's harder than it is to just simply get them dressed and put them on a bus. You know, if that means things like homeschooling or whatever, it's much, much, much harder. And and so we find ourselves in this kind of horrible death spiral where it's easier to do this than this, so we do, so we come we become less fit, not just physically fit, emotionally fit, we become less spiritually fit. And then since we're less spiritually fit, the next time we have a smaller challenge, we're gonna go with the easier one because we're feeling kind of weak and tired and stressed and all the rest of it, and down we go. And it's like anything else, you know, we, you've mentioned that I mentioned a lot about this idea. You have to mow the grass, that, that this is, that, that we can, we can lose this fight, but we can never win it and we can never win it. But technically that's not true. We can win it, but we have to win it every day. We can never get to the point where we say evil is vanquished and everything's great now. The second you stop, entropy is against us. Let's put it that way, right? Mm -hmm. Disorder is easier than order. It's easier to smash a watch than it is to build a watch. And all of this stuff that is constantly trying to tear things down, that's the direction that the universe works. It, it, entropy flows downhill. And what, what I'm talking about in this episode and what we need to do and what we have traditionally have done as a people mostly because our lives were much harder before and we were in much better shape emotionally spiritually and physically is that we got to we got to understand that the salvation here that we're looking for is going to consist of us just saying all right i got to get up off the couch either in a literal sense or in a figurative sense and i have to go out and do the work and and that's the bad news but the good news is is that if you make a decision to turn that corner then you can go from a downward spiral to an upward spiral. I had uh, a, like a lifelong crush on this person uh, and uh, before I met my wife, obviously, when I was young and, and infantile. And I suddenly realized, you know, it's like, I'm just going to go to the gym and I'm just going to buff myself up. I was much, much younger then. And so I did. And within the space of, I don't know, two, three weeks. I was going every day and I went every day for two years. And if I missed a day, I really started to freak out. Mm. And 
came a point where I realized I'm no longer loathing this. This is like actually kind of the high point of my day. And I, the one thing I remember about that time has been a long time now. I injured my neck in there badly. Uh, but the one thing I remember about that time was like, okay, not only do I feel better now finishing this workout than I did before I went in, but I am better now. Not just feel better. I am better. I'm healthier, stronger, mind is sharper, got more energy, got all these things. And these are the weapons that we need. They're not coming with battleships and, and, and fleets of bombers, you know? They're, they're not. They're coming with, with not just the, the narrative and not just the, the, the um, kind of the ideology that we have to deal with every day, but they're coming with, with daily assaults on our sanity. Yes. You know, on our, on our sanity, on our fundamental understanding of, 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 of reality. They're all under attack on a daily basis. And, you know, when you hear that some uh, congressman or something gets his Twitter account suspended because he misgendered somebody, you know, he, he intentionally or maybe doesn't even have to be intentionally, but he used the wrong pronoun other than the one that the person decided for themselves. This person, uh, in, in this case, it was uh, Rachel Levine, I think the, the, the transsexual admiral uh, who I just did a segment on yesterday. Mm. But this guy basically uh, said, this is not the first female four-star admiral. This is, the, this is the first admiral who is a male who basically had hormone treatments and some degree of surgery. And that's what happened suspended his email, I mean, his Twitter account, because he misgendered somebody. Mm. And, and I realized, you know, it's like, what, what is happening? Mm -hmm. you know, if, if I decide that my personal pronouns are going to be your majesty, <laughs> and, and you, and you, Zoe, can go to, can, can, and in Canada, apparently this is true, you can go to jail for not calling me your majesty, then when we hear these kind of things, we all, and this I've heard from everybody, we look around and go, what's going on, man? What's going on? This world has gone mad. It's like, it hasn't gone mad. It has, there is a full court press to convince you that it's gone mad. And the reason that this is happening is so that you become so befuddled, so angry, so confused, so full of despair that you simply just okay, I'm just going to, I'm just going to shut up and I'm going to just going to, I'm just going to go along. And it's the presence of, of, uh, vitamin T that, that gets us to say, oh no, 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 no. You're not going to force me to do this. You're not going to force me to do that. You're not going to force me to do this. Furthermore, this isn't true. And this isn't true. And I don't care what you have to say. I find it very interesting and, and encouraging that the, that the groups of people who seem to be in the forefront of the people refusing to take the jab are policemen, firemen, and pilots. Mm. I've been one of those three, and there is an extremely alpha quality to these things, and the reason that there's an alpha quality is not because being a pilot makes you into an alpha, but because people who go into aviation or firefighting or police work understand that reality will not be denied. You know, if you're a fireman and you go into a burning building, you don't get to think that, well, I'm going to concentrate on the color indigo and that'll make everything okay. You know, it's like, this is where the rubber beats the road. You make a serious mistake in any one of these three occupations and you're going to pay for it with your life. And, and so what seems to be happening to me is that this, it's kind of this soft marshmallowy core, <laughs> uh, marshmallowy America 
has been getting compressed and compressed and compressed by these forces. And we're now down to this, we're getting very close now to the point where there is no more compressibility, that the people who have taken what, they're, what they've taken are going to uh, have taken it, and that the people who are left are not. And I want to grow that, I want to grow that core of, of, I hate this word just because it's been so hijacked, but resistance, you know, I want to, I want to grow that core of, of strength and self-reliance. That's the word I'm looking for. And it occurred to me that uh, an awful lot of this is tied into our physical condition. So just to wrap this up, as a, um, as a former self-defense instructor and as a content, a constant uh, self-defense instructor, and furthermore, as a guy who can play drums and I play drums and playing drums is exhausting work. And, <laughs> And you you can go for hours on that drum set. So as a person who 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 gets the value of this, what would you recommend to uh, Joe Average Citizen, especially to people who might be in their 60s or their 70s or whatever, you know, or, or, or maybe younger people who've never done anything but played video games? What practical advice could you give them? Um, let me see. This may be stepping on some toes a little bit, but I, as conservatives and as, pa as patriots, you know, we talk about how pro-defense we are, right? How is it? I mean, we can't just be so pro-defense when it comes to the military. This is, I, I, I'm sorry to jump in here, but mm -hmm. when you say something that is that true, I always have to leap in. Yes, <laughs> this is exactly what I'm talking about. We're all pro-defense, but we're not willing to defend our own selves. And this is what I was talking about a minute ago with your kids going to school. We have, we have abdicated responsibility for yeah. the defense of the country. Now, that's the job of the military. That's the job of 18, 19, 20-year-olds who sign up and serve in submarines or, or, or special forces guys. No, that's not where the attack is coming from. That's not, that's not the attack vector. It that's is right. now a self-defense issue, and we cannot leave the defense of this country to other people. Sorry to leap in. I hope I didn't blow your train. Is, you know, the, and the thing is, it, it, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking to me when people go and sacrifice limbs and lives for a country that we're not defending at home. You right. know, uh, it, it's, it, there has to be, uh, uh, the, the, in, or even, even people thinking that our, our rights are going to be defended in office. No, that has to be defended on a cultural level, on a local level. Those things have to be defended. And there's, there has to be an updated way of doing these things, not sacrifice the principles. The Lord himself says, look, man, I need you to do what the children of the age are doing. Look at what they're doing. Look at how they're taking over. You might want to use those things to your advantage, not do them for evil, and, and be able to have the discernment of what you're doing these things for. So, you know, we've, we've been warned in doing these things. Now, as a martial arts instructor, and any, um, when, when you're talking in term, terms of warfare, for any defense mechanism that you have, there's gonna be a manual, right? You have to read the manual. Yeah, that's and, right. And to defend ourselves, Bill, we need a manual. And we have one. It's called the Bible. It is, the, the Lord speaks to us in military terms. All right. When it talks about the host of heaven, the host of heaven means the host of the armies. All right. He's 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 a military tactician. All right. So the book, the, the Bible itself is is a military. But like even when you're studying martial arts, when people talk about for all oh, forms are useless and forms are this and you just need to do boxing where there's no form. You need to do wrestling where there's no forms. None of that stuff is true. Boxing itself has a form. How do you think you're able to recognize it? All right. There's a technique to the jab, the rear cross, the bolo, the, the, uh, and, and things like that. There's a technique to grappling. There's a manual to it. There's a form so you can recognize it. Right. So in all these things, there's a discipline 
to doing this stuff. And if we're going to defend ourselves, it has to be based on a discipline, a standard, you know, so we can recognize what we, we're doing and recognize what true liberty is. When you talked about how um, these things are just happening and it's just happening so subtly, right? The first description given of the devil himself is that he works in subtleties. All right. This is taught to us in the manual. How is it, Bill, that we can have this guy that we clown as somebody who's mentally deteriorated? This person who's just who's weak in his faculties. This guy, this guy was able to walk into the White House and steal the, the White House from 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 Trump. Trump, who was supposed to go in and drain the swamp. He got drowned by the swamp, spit out. And while they were at it, they injected him with swamp juice. Yeah. This is what happened to our country. The, 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 the come and take it mullen lob people who are so ready. Nah, nah, we put more pride and idolatry in liberty and guns and these things that we want to do, but not have the real basis of what it is. You know, so when we talk about a govern a, a, a nation of sheep will be governed by wolves. No, we're being governed by wolves because we're too proud to be sheep. When you decide that you are willing to be the sheep, the male rams, the ones associated with battle, even even depicted by the God of war, Ares himself, you know, then you're ready. But other than that, because we're too proud and that kind of gets in the way of being able to defend yourself is when you're too proud. That gets people knocked out. Right? <laughs> yeah, that sure probably get a person knocked out. And, I, you know, as I've talked about before, uh, and, and I actually want to say this really quick, since you, um, uh, and, and I think this is more important because you, you mentioned mowing the, uh, mowing your, uh, the grass. This mm -hmm. is very important. This is always something that has, that's going to have to be done. Adam and Eve were created to, to, to procreate not just the human population. They were created to procreate a military. But even before doing that, right? It's supposed to be a big family military, right? Their, their job was to subdue the earth. Mm -hmm. But before that, Adam's job, was to mow the lawn. Yeah, that's right. right. That was his job. T tend the garden. Adam, tend the garden. All right, you got to keep this thing straight. That was his job as husband. That's what husbandry is. You got to mow the lawn, right? You, I mean, you're going to be a husband to your wife and, and, and a father to you. Firstly, a husband to your wife. I keep people hearing people talk. See, this is another thing that's messing with our readiness, Bill. I want to say this really quick. This is messing with our readiness because there's too much of a premium on people being fathers. It don't take much to be a father. Anybody can go out there and knock up kids. We're seeing that all the time. Right. You want to show your kids, you want to prepare your kids. you got to show them a sense of honor and loyalty and the value of the wife and mother. Right. You got to show that loyalty to them. That's the best thing that you could do for your kids. But I keep hearing all oh, that. And, and that does because of this premium on being fathers. Adam wasn't created first to be a father. He's created first to be a husband. Right. That's the exact that there you be you you become a good father by being a good husband. You that's lead right. By example. That's right. Your kids you don't get see to, that. you don't get to be. Hey, buddy, how's it going? No, 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 no. Mm. That's not it. Um, yeah, that's exactly right. That's what the boys need to see. Yes, and and see, but these things they're being subtly stripped away from us. That's why you have a lot of these men that don't know how to be men and don't know how to respect women. Their idea of respecting women is becoming one. Right. So this is what we're. This is what we have. And just like I said earlier, Paul. This this isn't a new problem. The things that we need to defend ourselves have been have been gone over over and over again. This was talked about in Paul's day. This was talked about in the Old Testament, right? When they actually said, "Oh, fine. If the men aren't stepping up, then I will send a woman to judge you." Here comes Deborah. She's judge over you now. You know, when you have these people, it, it, you know that that make these I, I, 
idolatrous moves and where they go to in, in their in their femininity. You know, it's like it's, it's like the word says, you know, Bill, it's going to be like the days of Noah. And it kind of terrifies me of how bad that can get, because when it gets so bad leading up to the day of Noah, where God's just like, I'm drowning everybody. You guys are on my nerves. I'm actually going to say this. I'm sorry I made you. Right. I'm, I'm sorry I made you. Uh, and I'm going to leave a remnant for you. And then when Jesus says, yeah, it's actually going to get like the days of Noah again. And a lot of this, this, this soy boy, feminine, just not ready. And how, how is it that we're not ready to defend ourselves against this? Well, we didn't read the manual. Right. And when the Lord is telling us, it, it, I know it, it, from computer geeks to weapons to musicians, your, your, your technology is going to suck for you if you don't read the manual. Life is going to suck for you if you don't read the manual. And when the Lord says, yeah, it's going to be like the days of Noah before I come back. Well, one of the things that led to that is because of such effeminate behavior of men and don't get it twisted folks just because these people are effeminate doesn't mean they can't cause a lot of problems we oh. got richard levine in there right now just like you were talking about your majesty i was talking mm -hmm. about this in the zoloft richard levine one we gotta he, we gotta be forced to recognize him as a woman and he wants the trappings of, of what it takes to, he's done nothing to earn the right to be called a woman. He ain't gone nothing that a woman has gone through to become a woman. That's stolen valor, dude. And now you wanna, you wanna call yourself a four-star general and you have no military service? Dude, we're in the beginning of a regime where a person can just go ahead and say that, hey, I'm a general. And then I'm gonna go ahead and create my military under some sort of health commission and stuff like that. These are gonna be brown shirts. These are gonna be Hitler youth. That's what they're making. And so all that to say, when we had Sodom and Gomorrah, yeah, they were a bunch of effeminate people too. And they caused a lot of problems, right? And these are the things that we're under right now. Are you ready, America? Are you ready to defend yourself from these people that you think are just some limp-wristed males? No, they'll cut you, right? They're, they're cutting people off right now. You know, not trying to, I'm not trying to promote prejudice against these people. No, no, the Lord no, no, tells no, no. us. Because we're not talking about, yeah. we're not, this is the thing. It's like, we're perfectly happy. I don't care. It's not even like, hey, I'm noble enough to say, I'm happy to call you. I don't care. I don't care what you do with your own life. Doesn't matter to me how you dress. Don't Doesn't matter. Us. I don't care. Yeah. But when you start forcing us into yes. agreeing with this fantasy and, and swearing to it, mm -hmm. you know, that's when we're going to draw the line. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is the point, folks. It's kind of a long episode, but this is the point. We think all of this soy is coming from the top <laughs> down. It's not. <laughs> it's not coming from the top down. It's coming from the bottom up. Yes. And and we're a part of it. And we got to stop it. And the thing I like about you, Zoe, among the many things I like about you is, uh, you know, People, there's needless to say, all throughout the West, there's been a massive decline in, in religion and, and spirituality, spiritual strength, and so on. And I think almost all of that is due to soy Christianity. Mm. You know, uh, this kind of this this kind of idea that Jesus was just a pot smoking hippie, and <laughs> and and furthermore, uh, that you know, hey, who are we to say that our society is uh, better than any others? In fact, who are we to say that our society deserves to survive at all? This kind of soy spirituality, this sort of soy philosophy is is deeply, deeply rooted. It. And the, the thing I like most about you is when you talk about Jesus, it's almost like I can see him up there on the Sermon of the Mount, and he's talking about peace and love, but he's working the nunchucks, you know, or he's sitting there with the disciples, he's talking about the he's talking about the prodigal son, he's got the little butterfly knife, you know, and he's not threatening anybody, and he's not like, it's just like, you know, um, you know, it's not a it's not a friendly world out there. And and every time I, I look at 
obviously not so much of a problem as it used to be 10 years ago, but I looked at Islam, I said, Islam believes in Islam. And, and we need to get back to believing in what we believe in. And we do believe in that. We haven't lost the belief, but we have to understand that just that belief sitting on the couch watching TV is not going to help us. It's time to get out there and start doing some exercises and start taking some self-defense classes and making ourselves stronger and, and, and getting those testosterone levels back up again because uh, we have got a, a, a heck of a fight ahead of us and, um, and you're the soldier. Not the guys out there, the, the special forces guys, they're not in need of extra testosterone. A lot of the other recruits are, but those guys are just fine. Uh, you're the you're the target. You're the soldier, and you're the weapon, and you're the victory. So there you go. Hate to be the bearer of bad news. <laughs> it's time for me to go to the gym after this. I feel better though. I feel better now than I did when I started the show. Much better. Awesome. So that'll do it for this edition of the Virtue Signal, made possible by the members of BillWhittle.com, Steely-eyed Missile Men, and Steely-eyed Missile Women who have stood up and uh, determined that these messages were important. And if you want to be one of those people, then by golly, get up off the couch or whatever other uh, horizontal device you may be resting upon. March <laughs> over to your computer screen or exercise that thumb on your mobile device and click that Become a Member link and it will help both of us. <laughs> for Alfonso Rachel, I'm Bill Whittle. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on The Virtue City.